you were listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 131. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. Man, oh man, oh man. It has been it's been quite the summer. We're like a month away from it all rolling to completion, and it just boggles my mind how fast time seems to fly. Looking back over at some of the conversations that we've had around physical fitness, um, anger management, adulting 101 and being a kid, um, unknowingly sacrificing your future self for your comfort of today, which we have been diving in just so much over on my IGTV with Happy Mind Lab and Danny C. Muniz and Carissa Monet Moreno. I feel like I need to start using some sort of initial in between my name because they both do. Danny C. Muniz and Carissa Monet Moreno. I'm Jesse Colin Mogul. And uh, Happy Mind Lab is just rocking and rolling. If you would like to be a, a join the Voxer group, absolutely. Uh, a link to that is in my bio from Sobriety to Recovery over on Instagram. Click over to that. You can join the Voxer group. It's like WhatsApp, but better because it's got an orange and white operating interface. <laughs> I like that better than the WhatsApp. Anyways, about that, um, number 129, overcomplicating things, unwinding and unplugged, limiting beliefs and have to exist in a bubble and a boundary. We've got, we discussed self-sabotage last week about how once you pull something from the unconscious mind into your conscious uh, sense of awareness and no longer a self-sabotage, it's just crappy choice making. And then this week, one of my friends sent me over a really cool TikTok where it talks about how no two people see you the same. And this is a theme that I have been utilizing throughout these 130 previous episodes. But it's something I don't know if I've ever really given a lot of attention to. And the moment she sent it to me, I'm just like, this is what I talk about on the show all the time. It's about how what we think of ourselves doesn't really exist. And what others think about us is just their own perception of us. And it's constantly evolving and growing and, and it doesn't, it's not static. It's not fixed. And this is where that growth mindset comes in that every single day you are offered the opportunity to either evolve or repeat. When you just go through life in a trance mode, like active addiction truly is, it's just a trance mode then you're missing out on opportunities to really actively evolve yourself. One of the beauties about sobriety and recovery is that you start to have a, this amazing clear mind. And it's with that clear mind that a lot of the muting of our emotions and our feelings and the way we see ourselves, it no longer the muting opportunity is no longer available to us because now we're sober. We wake up and we feel we feel whatever we feel in the morning. Frank Sinatra used to say he feels bad for sober people because how they wake up is the best they'll feel all day. No. My body still aches and creaks a little bit, and there's still definitely a warming up of the engine. I can assure you how I feel at 6 in the morning is not how I feel at 2 p.m. when I'm done with my workout. Where I'm going with this is that there's a clear mind and a clear heart that we now get to experience our life through. And this opportunity to actively evolve ourselves becomes a driving force 
for many of us in what it is we pursue in our addiction recovery. Right? We want to read books. We want to learn more about the nuances of communication. We want to understand more about why we thought the way we thought or we feel the way we feel or we talk to ourselves the way we talk to ourselves so that we can up-level it. We can evolve ourselves and we can become the best version, the most empowered sense of self available to us. One of the primary tenets of NLP is that everybody is doing the best they can with the resources they have. I get a lot of rejection from this tenant because when people look back at their own behavior, like that was really the best I could do. That's really the best I was able to accomplish in that moment was get angry, scream at someone, slam the door, and then go off into my bedroom and just drink vodka in the dark alone and listen to sad music. That was the resource you utilized then to overcome your emotional grief and your emotional strife. It's not it's neither good nor bad. Let's release this desire to judge ourselves and instead say, okay, well, that was then. What can I do now to handle my emotions in a more empowering way, in a way that connects me to the other person? If you're in a conversation opportunity with someone and they aren't willing to step into this evolution with you, then that's your opportunity to decide whether you really want to be in these kind of conversations with people. Not everybody that was in your life during your active addiction is going to stay in your life. I think we have well covered that over the last 130 episodes. And not everybody you meet in your sobriety and recovery is going to stay in your life forever either. Reason, season, lifetime. And maybe I could do an entire episode just on that. In fact, in my show notes, I'm now going to put reason, season, lifetime. Because... Um, certainly there have been friends that I thought were going to be around a lot longer than they ended up being. And it's not a judgment of, of them or me. It's just you grow apart from people. And so when you start to experience your life with this clear mind and this clear heart, and that's, that is obviously like a, a supreme goal, this, a, a movement that you're going toward. Right? We're looking for that toward energy to be more heart-centered, to be more connected in conversations, to actually ask questions that get somebody to connect with you. I just got done doing a whole episode on being present in conversations, episode 111 over at the College Success Habits show. And it was one of the things I noticed people saying a lot to me is that they have anxiety when they get into conversations with people face-to-face or over the phone. And honestly, that anxiety comes from being in your own head, thinking about what you're going to say next so you don't sound silly or foolish or uninformed or unintelligent. Whereas if you really just stepped into the conversation and listened to what the other person said, got curious and got interested about what it is they were telling you and asked questions that that got them to dive deeper into what their feelings were about that memory or what it is they saw in their head during that situation or how it is they're talking to themselves. And you really asked questions that got that person to dive a little bit deeper below the surface answer that we just tend to give. That person's going to feel like you actively care about what it is they're saying, and then they're going to be more connected to you. They're going to want to conversate with you longer. They're going to divulge you know, who they truly are to you, and that's your opportunity to connect. And then in that process of connecting in that conversation, the anxiety goes away. 
Because now you're not judging how they're perceiving you. You are actively communicating and connecting with them. It is an amazing, amazing feeling. And you've all felt it. We've all felt a conversation that was just so absolutely connected that it's like you got lost in it for hours. You know, you shared about your history and your past and they asked questions and then they shared about their history and their past and you asked questions and you really got this sense that you were getting to learn somebody. You were getting to to know them, to understand their motivations, to the the emotions and the, and the, or the traumas and the sufferings that they have experienced in their life that have led them to become this version of themselves that you are currently witnessing in front of you. Also, all the while realizing that who somebody is today isn't necessarily going to dictate that that's who they're going to be in a month. If you're somebody like the people in my tribe or like myself, where I'm taking in new information, I'm applying it to my life, I'm evaluating how well that information applied into my life actually brought me more empowerment or more self-confidence or whatever it is I was seeking, right? then I'm going to be evolving every day. You either evolve daily or you repeat the same thoughts and feelings and behaviors from the day before. And repeating the same kind of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors from the day before doesn't necessarily mean that those are bad thoughts, feelings, and behaviors to be repeating. You just want to ask yourself, are they leading you towards your highest sense of self? And so as we really start to settle in on the main theme of today's podcast, which is going to be that no two people see you the same, I want you to realize that you don't necessarily see yourself the same either. And that when you really become self-aware, which is one of the four pillars of emotional intelligence, self-awareness, when you really become self-aware of your own evolution, you will be able to then notice it in other people too. If you've ever heard somebody say, people don't change, that's just someone who's not aware of their own changing. Everybody changes, and then we change every single day. In some cases, we could change every single hour if we're just self-aware about what these little tiny changes are that are actually happening in our lives. Often, when I hear people say somebody doesn't change, and then I ask them to dive into that a little bit deeper, it, it starts going back into behaviors of how they used to be, you know, perhaps an active addiction, and then what they're now doing in their sobriety and addiction recovery. Just because someone repeats an action or behavior that was familiar to you in your addiction, in your active addiction, doesn't mean that they're the same person performing that behavior or action in front of you now. If your confirmation bias in your head is looking for ways you think that person isn't actually in addiction recovery, they're not actually healing themselves through their addiction, you're going to notice that. But if you tell yourself, let's notice ways that this person is improving their life and becoming the best version of themselves now that they're sober, you'll start to notice it. And even when you see similar behaviors, you won't equate them to being, oh, well, that was how they were when in active addiction. Values and beliefs and memories, those things are ingrained into us. And so, yes, there is going to be those times where we go into our old tranced out behavior. But it doesn't mean the motivation behind that behavior is the same as it was during our addiction. And this is where no two people seeing you the same really starts to show itself. And that's why I really want to make sure that we cover this a little bit deeper so that you'll notice it when you go back and listen to other episodes of the podcast. Now, 
a TikTok sent by one of my friends is what sparked me to really want to hone in on this and make sure that I gave it its own episode. Because I talk about a lot of topics, and I and sometimes I'll just briefly cover them for five minutes and move on, but it doesn't mean that it got its own its own chance to be in the center stage, if you will. Now, this person who sent it to me is a friend I thought would be in my life a lifetime, and it turned out they were very much a reason season kind of friend. And that's not a knock on them, and it's it's not a knock on me. There were there was a reason that we entered into each other's lives. It was definitely during a very um, emotional season, right? The, this person was coming out of a divorce. Um, I was still at the tail end of my action, active addiction. It was in 2016, right? This divorce is happening to them. It's extremely emotional. They don't know necessarily how to how to embrace the feelings that they're having. I'm in the last six months of my active addiction, and we, we entered into each other's lives at the perfect time to help support the other one as we made this transition from who we were to who we were becoming. And it was a very powerful friendship at the time. Here we are now, five and a half years later, and we barely ever talk. But when we do, it's like we're best friends. And, you know, it's like we we pick up right where we left off, right? A slight bit of animosity on my part for how we just seem to have grown apart. Um, but then I realize I also play a huge role in that. So if I'm going to have animosity towards this person for growing apart, I'm going to need to have anxiety, or anxiety, animosity towards myself. And because I don't want animosity towards myself, I realize that reason, season, lifetime, and that's okay. There is a reason and a season and a lifetime for why people come into your life. So when you start to think about how no two people see you the same, I really want you to start to think about how... A different version of you exists in everyone's mind. They create their version of you. And because everybody creates a different version of you in their own mind, there are hundreds of thousands of different versions of you out there. The person I think of as myself is in my mind and only in my mind. And even then, it is very clouded by my memories and experiences and my values and my beliefs and who I think I was and who I think I am and who I think I'm becoming. Even in my own mind, who I think of myself is ever-evolving. It's ever-changing. And I'm taking in tens of thousands of data points to try to build this version of who I think I am in my own mind. Right When I walk into the kitchen and I open up the refrigerator, who I think I am in that moment, whether it's looking for sugar or whether it's looking for broccoli, right? there's like hundreds of different things flying through my head that ultimately lead to picking up the cauliflower or picking up the chocolate-covered pretzel. Your mom, your dad, your family, your friends, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your neighbors, your your professor, people at work, they all have a different version of you in their head. And the version of you in your mind doesn't even really exist at all because it's just being created anytime you ask your mind to, to give you information about yourself. It's just pulling off of the past experiences. It's just pulling off the memories. And because we know it's that we're not seeking to create our future from our past, but rather from our most empowered sense of self in the present moment. When the unconscious mind starts feeding us all these data points from experiences and memories that we've had from, you know, 
tens of thousands of experiences that we've had in our lives, what we're really doing is we're handcuffing ourselves to who we were in the past to create who we want to be in the future. And we know that that doesn't necessarily work because there's a lot about how our behaviors and our feelings and our thoughts toward ourselves were in the past that we no longer find is useful, right? They're no longer serving our highest purpose. We don't want to forget the lessons of the past, right? And I I do this with a lot of my clients utilizing NLP. We'll do what we call timeline, where we'll we'll go back into time when this traumatic event, when this suffering happened that, that left this amazing, you know, deep impression on us. Well, there's a lesson that, that we can learn from every single thing that happens in our life. We can, there's a lesson that can, we can learn. We can go back. We can really embrace that lesson. And in the process, we leave the sadness. We leave the trauma. And we leave the suffering back there with that moment where it belongs. And we bring the lesson up. That's the empowerment. And we leave the trauma and the suffering and, and the pain. We leave it back there with that memory because that's where it belongs. It belongs there with that. And when we bring the lesson up, it reduces the pain because right, we, we, we've learned something from it. And it's through that learning that we can now evolve rather than repeat. So often we want to hold on to a past experience or a trauma because we think that if we forget it, that we will somehow repeat it. I really honestly believe that's why people say that they're addicts at the beginning of 12-step meetings is because if you forget you're an addict, perhaps you'll go back to it. I don't need to call myself an addict a hundred times a day to remember what my last day of using felt like, to remember what 2016 felt like. I Trust me, that's there. But I've gone back to those moments in 2016 and I've taken the suffering and the pain and the sadness of, of that um, event, I've taken it back and left it there and I've brought the lesson up. And oftentimes the lesson truly is that was who I was then, but it's not who I am now. The lesson I can take from getting arrested and thrown into a Los Angeles uh, city drunk tank uh, on a, a football Sunday in January of 2016, the lesson I can take there is getting blacked out drunk and walking around the streets of Hollywood could cause you to black out, pass out. I woke up, my face was all messed up. I had huge bumps all over my head. I don't know if somebody kicked me in the head or if I just fell down multiple times. But the bottom line was, is like the lesson to be taken from that is that I don't do that anymore. That's not who I am. So going back to no two people seeing yourself the same, do you even know how you see yourself? Right. If I saw myself as being a blacked out, drunk, irresponsible person, and that's what I wanted to anchor myself to, but yet here I am, you know, four and a half years into sobriety and recovery, then that's a that's not who I am now. So why would I even want to relate to that version of myself then? I can take the lesson, but I can leave the pain. A different version of you exists in every single person's mind. They are creating their version of you every single time they interact with you, see you, come across your social media, somebody else talks about you, whether they believe that other person or not. There's tons and tons of factors. So now that you know hundreds of thousands of different versions of you exist, you can ease up on yourself when you're not so sure that Others are perceiving you the way you would prefer them to perceive you. 
You can only control how you perceive yourself. And again, the person you think of as you in your mind is really just this amalgamation, this creation of who you think you are based on all your experiences from the past. Oftentimes, one of the most powerful ways that I create my future is by stepping into becoming that person now. You can utilize daydreaming. You can utilize visioning and meditation. Anytime you just think about who you'd like to become in the future and you dive into that daydream and you picture yourself wearing uh, a suit and a tie or being on stage with a microphone in your hand or being that person who embraces a loved one or has a child smiling up at you. When you daydream this stuff, you're putting yourself into that future version of you and you're making it real. When other people have this version of you in their mind, they're most often going to be utilizing things that they knew about you from the past. So when you get sober and you start going around people and you tell them, hey, I'm, I'm sober, I'm in recovery, I'm a new version of myself, until they get more experience with that version of you, they're still creating their image of you in their mind from who you were in the past. And knowing this allows you to ease up on them whenever they're still judging you for who you used to be. Yes, I talk about all the time. Don't seek to understand, not judge right or wrong. But you guys are the ones listening to this show, not them. You're the ones seeking to up-level yourself day in and day out, not them. You cannot just assume that they will naturally get on board with this new version of yourself. You won't get around them, and you will show them proof that you're becoming this more empowered sense of self, that you're stepping into your sobriety and addiction recovery, and you're truly embracing the power of what it means to be a, a newer, better version of yourself. And even the word better is so judgmental. It's all subjective. Subjective is just your mind creating what it believes is reality. Objective is actual like fact, like the earth the earth goes around the sun. That is an objective fact. The earth rises in the east and sets in the west. That is subjective because yes, it rises in from one direction and sets in another, but even the labels of east and west are just our labels. Somebody else could call them, you know, La Cucamunga and La Vuja Vuja, right? Now all of a sudden it's not east and west anymore. But it is very objective that it rises from in one horizon and, and sets in another. But again, it doesn't even rise and doesn't even set. It's actually the earth that's spinning the whole time. So <laughs> I know we could really get lost in that one. I want to reel it in and I want to finish up on this. The person you think of as yourself is only in your mind. And you really don't know yourself the way you think you know yourself because your your own memories and experiences of who you used to be cloud who you, how you see yourself in the current moment. When you notice yourself judging your current self based on who you were is an opportunity to step into self-awareness and, and ask yourself, am I that person anymore? More than likely, the answer is going to come back as no. And then you can say, okay, well, then who am I now? In the back in the day, I'm the person who showed up late to everything and was always drunk. Now I'm the person who shows up early to everything and I'm always sober. So why am I going to judge myself uh, based on my past behaviors when my past behaviors are not indicative of how I'm behaving now? 
And because this different version of you exists in everyone's mind, you cannot just expect to snap your fingers and have everybody understand that you are now behaving and being a different person. They will need to experience it. And via social media and a bunch of memes and a bunch of reels and TikToks is not going to be the way that they're really truly going to be able to experience you. That's the facade of you. That's the version of you that you want to show to the rest of the public. I do it a lot of work to make sure that I am as honest and upfront and as me as I possibly can be on this microphone. And a lot of you, when we get on the phone, you really feel like you know me because I've divulged so much of myself on this show. And that is on purpose because whenever I talk about these things, there are things I'm also working through as well. And in the process of working through these things with myself, it allows me to really step in to this newer version of me. This, this show gets to be my conduit of my evolution, and I absolutely sincerely desire for it to be your conduit for evolution too. And now after this episode, you realize that no two people see you the same, that your partner in your home doesn't see the same as your children do. And because of this, you can realize that you are literally creating a new version of yourself in everybody's eyes. And that your behavior yesterday does not have to be indicative of how you're going to behave toward them today. If you've yelled at someone, if you've left them feeling less than, you have an opportunity to apologize, to embrace them and say, let's work on evolving together today. You either evolve or you repeat. And I can assure you, repeating the same behaviors over and over and over again isn't going to be as beneficial to you as stepping into your sense of awareness, discovering what parts of you you'd like to actively evolve and grow and change through, and then putting your effort toward that. This different version of you that exists in everyone's mind, you have so little control over how people actually perceive you. Just be you. Be your best self. Be polite. Be humble. Be grateful. Step into a state of integrity. And that version of you that they've created in their mind will begin to evolve. And if it doesn't, it's your opportunity to decide whether you keep that person in your life or not. Because them anchoring you to your past as you're flying towards your future isn't serving you. And it absolutely isn't serving them. Because the longer they lock into who they used to think of you as, the more they are probably locking into who they think of themselves as being back then as well. And that can sound almost like a riddle. But if somebody is so hell-bent on only seeing you as who you used to be, they probably aren't very open to seeing themselves in new ways either. You're the one listening to this show, not them. You're the one who's actively seeking evolution. I would highly recommend that you take what we learn on this show together and you start to spread this message out there. Let people know this kind of content exists. Let people know that there's a different way to experience life. The empowerment you're learning here can absolutely be paid for by letting others know that there's a safe space for them to come learn about themselves through this show every single week. This isn't some blatant plug for more listenership. This is you feeling comfortable going out and spreading this word because if it's helping you, it can absolutely help others. 
Speaking of diving in deeper to yourself, if you'd like to know more about the myriad of programs I have for those of us in sobriety, addiction recovery, sober curious, nutrition, fitness, emotional intelligence, whatever you'd like to learn about what it is I have to offer, perhaps you'd like to learn NLP and dive deeper into that, please DM me at Jesse Mogul at From Sobriety to Recovery. You can email me at From Sobriety to Recovery at gmail.com. It's a its own personalized email address. As always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. Every day is the best day of our lives because we wake up sober. Shout out to sunshine and glow on. See you next week. Bye-bye. 